Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Mary Scott Mercer and Rachel Autry bring weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. I cannot. <laughs> Somebody's giggly. We're excited today. Yeah, so Mary Scott and I are having our husbands on the show. Um, Mary Scott and Daniel got to chat a little bit about marriage and love all with Valentine's Day in mind. And so now Thomas and I get to chat with you guys about all things marriage and us and what we're learning and our story. And I just thought this would be a good time for Thomas to finally be a guest. I'm super excited about it. What an honor. What an honor, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. But yeah, so if for those of you who don't know, Thomas and I have been married for two and a half years, a little over two and a half years, almost three. Two years, eight months, I think. Okay, two years, eight months. How many days, Thomas? <laughs> you must know. It's been a good one. It has been fun. It's been a fun run so far. Um, but obviously we don't know everything within two years and eight months, but we sure have learned a lot about each other, about marriage, about love and the way the Lord loves us. And so we just figured we should just share a few things with you today. That's right. You want to tell them how you met or how we are here? (laughs) Sure. It's a long story. I don't know how much time we have, but... Spark Notes version. Yeah. Okay. Um, So Rachel and I actually met when we were in high school. We were a youth group romance. Yes. (laughs) From Columbia, (laughs) South Carolina. And uh, we went to the same church, obviously, and we kind of got to know each other. Um, and wow, there's so many different backstories that I'm trying to figure out where to start. In the very beginning, Rachel and I went on a mission trip together, and um, we kind of let our love spark a little bit. We painted the same front porch. Okay, back of this up. Camp. We were like 14 and 16. <laughs> yeah. So when he says love, it was more like we were falling in like. We were definitely falling in like, but I thought she was super cute and I thought she was the most mature person of her friend group. And so I was really attracted to her maturity, her love for the Lord, and obviously her stunning good looks. So, Stop. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we started dating in high school. I was a couple of years and am still a couple of years older. So after I graduated, I went into the military and we dated all throughout basic training and uh, we ended up breaking up for a little while. Okay, back up. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> there are two sides to every story, they say. So let me share my side. Um, we met, we hung out, we fell in like. We dated for about two years. We are two years apart. And I feel like when you're 16 dating an 18-year-old, that's that's like a world's difference of maturity, of expectation, of what's next in life, like all these things. And I remember having a conversation with my dad, like something just feels weird. Like it doesn't feel right. He was like, you don't have the permission. You feel like you don't have the permission. And I was like, right. Just I feel like I don't have the permission for this to be a thing. And I remember him looking at me and saying, well, Ray, if it's going to be a thing, it's going to be a thing. Like, you can't get in the way of it. So if you break up and you're supposed to be together, you'll still be together. But if you're not supposed to be together right now and you feel like that's a feeling you're having, you really need to fall into that and lean into what that means. And I was like, you're right. So fast forward. Yes. And we've been on this process in this journey a little bit together. I think that we had realized very quickly that we were starting to make some decisions based on the other person. 
like college. And I was just about to say, yeah, when you graduate high school, there's a lot of decisions that come towards you. There's, you know, it kind of marks different paths of your life and where you're headed. And if you start to make that on a singular person, it can be weird. And so we had naturally felt a little bit of that. And we were outgrowing the commitment level. So we were dating, but we were making decisions as if we were maybe engaged or married, which sounds so serious, but for real, like we were, we were in love and now it makes sense because he's my soulmate. But back then, I mean, I didn't know that we would be married. I just knew that this guy was amazing and I wanted to marry him, but who knows what you want really at 16? Like I didn't even know what I wanted for breakfast. So (laughs) I just didn't even know what to do with all his feelings. And so... Yeah, it was definitely young love. We got a quick start, and we were really into each other, and we wanted to spend a whole bunch of time together, and so naturally, the relationship progressed, but anyways, I went to basic training, and we ended up breaking up right after basic training when I was away, which I was not happy about at all. Rachel wasn't happy about it either. I was about to say, I wasn't looking forward to it, but I did break up with him the day he graduated from basic training. (laughs) Savage. So insensitive. Um, But anyways... Yeah, and life just kept going on, and uh, a couple years passed. We in this story, you'll realize that we like to do things in twos, whether it's you know time frames or whatever. But we dated for two years, and then we broke up for a couple years. After that time, there was some different like life circumstances that brought us back together, and our relationship naturally rekindled a little bit. And uh, when she went, decided to go to Clemson University. I was only a couple hours up the road from me where I was studying at the University of South Carolina. And so we started to spend a little bit more time together and um, talk on the phone. And I remember a distinct conversation that Rachel had with me over frozen yogurt. And I think it was a smoothie. Smoothie, that's right. I remember a distinct conversation over smoothies with Rachel when we first started talking again that you know, she wasn't quite sure of, of where this relationship was headed and if it was somewhere that she wanted to even go. And so it was just kind of a fun time to, to get to know each other again because we were two completely different people after a couple of years. And, um, but lo and behold, she told me that, well, this is kind of a funny story. She told me that she didn't think this is something that she wanted to pursue. Okay, wait, time out. Tea, time out. <laughs> So, what happened was we went to smoothies. I caught him up on all of life. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I, in my mind, I, I just had made some pretty poor decisions in between dating Thomas and dating Thomas. And <laughs> in my mind, I thought, surely if he knows who I am now, the decisions I'm making, the people I'm hanging out with, he won't want to have anything to do with me. And we can just put, like, closure on this thing. Um, and... So we had smoothies and I kind of just let him into my life and opened up the doors and showed him what was going on. And he responded so much differently than what I thought. He just, I remember him having so much grace on the situation rather than getting like frustrated or afraid of me um, or my circumstances or burdens. He just kind of saw it as like, we could do this. That's okay. Um, So I had to have this conversation with him basically saying, okay, hold up. That's not how I expected you to respond. And if you want to spend time with me, now you can fill it in. Okay. She basically, now that we've talked about this in retrospect, she basically said, I'm needing time. I don't think this is something I want to pursue right now. 
I don't even know if I like you or want a relationship again. Um, so that's what she said. What I heard was, hey, I'm, I'm kind of into this, but I need some time to figure it out. So I was like, golden, I can wait. You know, I'm, I'm all about the hunt. You know, like I can, I can wait a little while and, and stay around and pursue you if the opportunity arises. And so we continued to talk a little while. And then lo and behold, I ended up giving her a ride home from Clemson for fall break and asked her to be my girlfriend and said that I know that she might have some reservations. We're two totally different people. There's a lot of life that's happened in between, but I want to be able to pursue you and and have an excuse to date you and call you my girlfriend. So we had a two and a half hour ride where she tried to avoid me, but I ultimately won the deal and, and asked her to be my girlfriend. And um, there's a whole lot more to the story, but we dated in college and, and ultimately went out to JH Ranch together and served, and I proposed to her after a couple of years dating the second time. Round two. Round two, that's right. So lots more to the story. I'm sure you'll hear bits and pieces of it later, but that's the Spark Notes. That's a long Spark Notes, but believe it or not, that's still Spark Notes. <laughs> I know. Yes. Okay, and now we've been married for, like I said, two years, eight months, and we've learned a lot. What would you say is something you've learned recently? Because we've learned a ton. But what's something you're learning recently? You know, this has kind of been the biggest thing for me in marriage in general, and it's communication. (laughs) And if you know me, you know that maybe I'm not the best communicator all the time. And so this is something that I know is a flaw of mine or, or just somewhere where I need improvement. And so it's kind of been my focus for a while. But I feel like I've learned a lot about Rachel in our conversations. I've learned a lot about myself in our conversations, and and granted, I definitely don't do it right a lot of the time, Um, but that's kind of the biggest thing I'm learning in marriage right now is what it looks like to study the other person, what it looks like to communicate effectively on the way, in the ways that they need, and then what it looks like to kind of pursue them in a way that, that they need their needs to be met, and so... I'm really just trying to figure out how to communicate with you. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm a communications major, like studied it in school. So I'm like, you can take a few lessons from me, babe. (laughs) That's right. She's, she's very good at it and I'm very poor at it sometimes. So you can imagine that it's, it's, it's a challenge sometimes, but I'm working on it. That's, that's what I'm working on and learning about in marriage. But likewise, I feel like there's things that I need to work on that you excel in and it's neat to be able to learn those things with, um, to live day to day with a person who does excel at it so that you can then study them to understand what you might need to work on. I say this a lot, but I think, um, I got married thinking I was going to get to know Thomas a ton. And in, in reality, I feel like I've gotten to know myself a ton instead. And so I think marriage is like looking yourself in the mirror I was going to say that. Were you? (laughs) And seeing you for who you really are based off how you react in conversation or in conflict, um, how you choose to spend your time, like how selfish you actually are. All these things, I'm like, dang, I am not the friend I thought I was. Like, I am not the wife I ever thought I was going to be. And um, But in those ways that I fail Thomas and Thomas fails me, normally the other person is incredible at. So by learning the other person, you are bettering yourself as well as 
gaining a new understanding of who they are, which I think is so beautiful that the Lord created it that way. Yeah, you know, we were just talking about this the other night when we were in a small group that we go to for newlyweds. We still consider ourselves to be newlyweds, but um, it's just the fact that through marriage, you think that you're going to be learning so much about the other person, like she said, but really one of the beauties of marriage, the way that God designed it, is that we become the best version of ourselves because we marry someone that's not alike like us, you know, and so... I really feel that with Rachel. I feel like she completes me in certain ways, as cliche as that sounds, but she's also different enough from me that I have become the best version of myself from being married to her. You know, you think marriage is going to be these different Polaroid shots of your life and these really high moments or different experiences you get to experience together, when in reality, I feel like it's more appropriate to say that, you know, it's different pictures of yourself or reflections or selfies or whatever of different phases that you've gone through with that person of how you've actually changed and become better because of them obviously with the goal of of wanting to push them closer to Jesus so yeah so that's what I'm learning what what are you learning these days (laughs) (laughs) okay I have been through lots of frustration in the past two years and eight months it just so happens to be that I am married not because I'm married sure (laughs) and um (laughs) but they're frustrations because um, my expectations aren't met and I think I have not all of them but there's a lot of expectations that aren't met because I forget to communicate my expectations Um, and in those moments that you know Thomas fails my expectations or sometimes love you babe like just fails me like and fails vows but I do too Um, in those moments, I can either I have two choices. I can either be very upset, take it personally and be offended, or I can turn around and pray for him, which sounds cliche, but have the grace for him because he can't be the person to fulfill me and all my expectations. And if Thomas was my hero and all the things that rom-coms and all these romance novels make marriage and relationships to be, we wouldn't need Jesus. Like, if he was perfect for me and Thomas completed me and all those things that you hear in the world, and like, what's the point of a savior? And so I have this newfound grace for Thomas in moments when he fails me. I still communicate that I'm upset, but it gets resolved more quickly because I, it doesn't linger because I, I just have that new expectation. Okay, Thomas just really let me down or I'm really disappointed. I have to turn to the father and like get before the Lord and say, I'm really upset. I don't feel met or understood or loved. And then it gives Jesus the opportunity to say, but you are, instead of putting that pressure on my husband. And it's like long, but yeah, it's like a a new thing. And if I can share it with friends, I feel like, oh, oh gosh, I wish I would have known that the first few, few months because those were tough. Those were really tough. It was tough. And I'd say I can tell that that's something that you've been working on because I feel like you've been really quick to either forgive me or communicate that I'm upset, but it's not your fault. And that's huge because especially when you're close together, it's just you, you don't have any kids or anything. A lot of times you do kind of feel like everything that you, you put a lot of pressure on your spouse Uh sometimes. And when something comes up, the spouse can naturally think, oh, what did I do, you know, and 
and that was me for a long time and still is. That's that's something that I naturally will go to, but she's been really quick to say, hey, this isn't because of you. Um, you haven't done anything wrong, but this is kind of how I'm feeling. It allows me to step into places mm-hmm. that I can be a hero. Um, so good job. Like you're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like that pressure also naturally comes from, well, we dated long distance. I mean, he kind of mentioned it, but I went to Clemson University and he went to the University of South Carolina. And even in, in high school, we went to the same church, but we did not live close together. We were about 45 minute drive apart, which when you're driving in high school, that's like forever. It's a road trip. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was kind of a big deal, especially, you know, remembering in high school you have, for me, I had baseball practice yeah. and church events and different stuff. So making the trek out 45 minutes away was sort of long distance for yeah, high schoolers. It is. And, but because of that long distance... Thomas is just an extravagant and very passionate person. I love that about you. But like you, you do things big. Like imagine the fireworks. Thomas would set something up like that. Thanks, just babe. You. <laughs> but um, sometimes we've both found that it's put a handicap on like the first few years of marriage was just adjusting to life being fun and quote unquote normal and mundane because we were long distance. There was so much pressure on those few times that we got to see each other, maybe in a month, that we went on these fun dates and did these fun things and had tons of conversation because there was so much to catch up on. And now literally living with one another, going from two hours away to like two inches away. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like we've learned that pursuit can't stop once you're married and it's not like you've hit your end goal and marriage is not a destination it's not something to achieve it's just a new part of who you are and a new responsibility rather so um we've learned how to pursue each other well I feel like we've been doing that really well recently yeah and that that brings up a really good point you know that was interesting for me to navigate early on in our marriage and I'm sure that if this is going to be a little nugget for any newlyweds out there, especially the guys, and, and maybe some girls can relate to this, is just that we had done dating, or, or I feel like we did dating well from a long distance, like she was saying, that when there was an unexpected shift when we got married that was a little difficult to navigate, and it, just that, you know, we're a priority to each other always, marriage, dating, no matter what, but when we were long distance, there, like she said, there was that pressure to date, and there was some extravagant um, dates and adventures that we went on. But then as soon as you get married, it's like this switch flips for the guy. For me, I had an incredible amount of security in our relationship because we were married and it's something that we've been looking forward to for a long time. But for the girl, you know, she explained a little bit of this to me and I can't imagine what it's like. You know, she was changing her last name and figuring out what it looked like to live with a boy like and borderline identity crisis. I know, yeah. So she needed me to pursue her and to communicate my pursuit and love for her more than ever before, and I hadn't expected that. So as soon as we got married, I kind of, you know, for lack of a better word, term, slouched into a little bit of complacency and security because I was just enjoying life with her where there was a huge need that wasn't getting scratched for her that she needed to know some more security and pursuit of me because it's almost like it stopped, you know? Oh, yeah, there was less pursuit and more vulnerability. So in my mind, I made the math work that 
surely he's not pursuing me as much as he was because I am now more vulnerable than ever before and he's not liking what he's seeing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, which totally is so false. Sense. It's false, but it makes sense how you could think that, you know, for sure. Yeah. What has been your favorite part of marriage? Ooh, fun one. You know, this is kind of my go-to answer. I have a couple. I'll give you my go-to answer, and then I'll give you my most recent answer. The first one is, you know, Rachel talked a lot about us having long-distance relationships, but, man, when we first got married, it was so fun just to have someone to go home to, knowing that there was somebody waiting your arrival and excited to see you, knowing that I was going home to Rachel every night and that I didn't ever have to say goodbye again like a long-distance relationship. So that... That has been my favorite part for a long time. Um, more recently, I feel like we're actually getting, you know, year two has been a process of getting to a stable point where we're not just figuring so much of the stuff out, where we're actually really being able to have fun together and go on adventures and really, man, I just feel so excited whenever we communicate well and we've actually navigated some of these things that we struggle with. I feel like I'm really living with my best friend and getting to live life. And that's a really cool feeling, knowing that your investment, the work that you've put into the relationship is really paying off. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's a sweet adventure to go on together. What's been uh, your favorite part of marriage so far? (laughs) Thank you for asking. (laughs) My favorite part has I think been knowing someone has your back and just having the freedom to be 100% yourself. So whether one day you're goofy one minute and then hormonal the next, knowing that they're not going to freak out or just knowing someone can expect that of you because they've gotten to know who you are um, is amazing. And I think for me, I'm a three on the Enneagram, which means that Sometimes my biggest fear in life is being misunderstood or someone thinking that I'm not trying or whatever, fill in the gap. Just I hate being misunderstood. Um, But having someone that is craving to understand you and asks you the questions or having someone that can anticipate your needs and be the person that you, you can't be for yourself is, I mean... There's no other word for it than just incredible because we all need that person when we can't be it for ourselves. Um, and I think just having someone in your home to be the tangible Jesus and to be able to give you a hug when you need it or I think just to be there, I think companionship is so important to me and that's been my favorite part. Just knowing someone's got your back. It's sweet. That's good. Yeah. I got your back, boo. I know. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes too much like just let me do my thing (laughs) I'm naturally independent like as a kid literally I would make my own phone calls at three years old I would get myself dressed up breakfast in the car waiting on my family to take me to school in kindergarten like that's just me naturally so I've had to learn how to let someone serve me because I'm just like the dishes aren't done I'm doing the dishes or you know if I'm not happy and there's an opportunity for things to make, for life to be made easier, shoot, I'm going to go do it, which doesn't leave super lots of room for Thomas to come through. And, and he loves to serve. So I almost like cut him short sometimes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you said that I have your back almost too much sometimes. Do you want to tell the hairdryer story that came to my mind? Oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. So 
my hair dryer broke last year, like was catching on fire. Like if I, I blow dry my hair in the mirror, like I'm sure most of y'all do, but sometimes the hair dryer is facing the mirror so you can see inside of it. Well, it was on fire every time I turned it on. And I just thought, I truly do not want this close to my hair on my head. So I wanted a new hair dryer and budget was pretty tight. And um, I kind of did my research. I figured out what hair dryer is best without splurging. I just thought, how can I find a deal on this mediocre hair dryer? And I found one. So I'm, I'm in Ulta and I give Thomas a call. I'm like, I found a hair dryer. You know, mine is broken. I'm going to go ahead and buy it. He's like, well, tell me what kind of hair dryer it is. How much is it? What are the ratings and reviews? <laughs> like, have you, have you done your research? Have you, have you gone on Amazon to be sure that this is the one? And, you know, well, let me, let me just do some research for you. And I'm thinking, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. You are not invited in this process. I got it. It's just a hair dryer. It's going to be okay. And so then he starts sending me sending me resources for this hair dryer and I'm just Miss Independent like so ticked off standing in Ulta having to have this conversation with my husband in the hair dryer section and so it just was yeah that's what I mean like you have my back but sometimes you just gotta let me do my thing yeah it was it was a hard lesson for me to learn I was like why is she upset with me right now I'm just, I'm trying to help but it was something that was so menial in the big picture and one she hadn't really asked for my help and so I could see how that could be you know having your back too much or whatever could be a hindrance sometimes but yeah you did a great job your hair dry is awesome I know and it's still with us today (laughs) (laughs) um but that I feel like that's something too that everyone could take away from it is there's always going to be a bigger reason to why you're arguing or a bigger reason to why there's conflict is I was not mad about the hair dryer I wasn't In fact, like, I love the effort he put forward. But in that season, we were going through this battle of how can Rachel be Rachel and how can Thomas be Thomas? And, like, how can my things be mine and be independent and make my own decisions while also honoring Thomas? And in my mind, I'm like, okay, a hairdryer. It's not that big a deal. It's not that big of a deal. Like, (laughs) I'm not going to dishonor or disrespect Thomas by purchasing this hairdryer at Ulta at the moment. So I'm just going to go ahead and do it. You know, and this could be my thing. Like, I love beauty. I love doing my hair. This is going to be great. And he stepped in all my territory. So this wasn't like a, <laughs> we got angry over a hairdryer. There's always a bigger thing going on. And if you're ticked off, I just ask that you lean into it and kind of ask, like, why is this so frustrating for me? Because there, there's a bigger answer than feeling silly about it. Or guys, that's a great tee up question for you to ask in the middle of a, a tiff, like we call it, is you know, what is the bigger issue here? What is the bigger picture? Are you upset about this specific moment or is there something bigger that you want to talk about? Because I'm so practical that I can say, you know, A led to B in this situation, therefore B led to C. So like, why are we upset? You know, it's pretty simple. And she's like, no, you're not, you're not listening to what I'm saying. There's, there's something deeper of why my feelings are hurt. And I feel like you're not trying to figure that out with me. So that's a, it's a good tee up question for you guys out there. Um, it's just trying to figure out what that bigger picture is. Yeah. And now I feel like we've been through enough of those silly little fights that when those silly little fights come now, we either A, blow it off because we're like, okay, not worth it. 
I'm going to choose to know that he did not mean to offend me. I'm going to choose to know that he loves me and he just wants the best. Or B, you actually do get to talk it through because it opens up and invites you into a, a deeper conversation of something else that's really going on in your heart. So I think that's kind of why we feel like we're cruising and like doing well. Not that we've figured it out. We've got a lot more to learn. But in this season, I just I feel like we're not bickering as much because we do understand that it's normally larger, you know? Yeah. Rather than just getting so caught up on small things. So I am grateful for that. <laughs> for sure. I'm grateful for that season ending too. Yeah. I have a fun question for you, Rachel. You know, we, we talked about how in dating there was a lot of these extravagant dates and we had to kind of redefine pursuit and marriage and and wanting to stay consistent in our pursuit what's a fun date that we've had since we've been married that you really enjoyed (laughs) (laughs) we went on this really fun road trip about two summers ago where we drove from the top of california to the very bottom of california basically what what? Down to the bottom of California. I mean, basically, we went to LA. Yeah. But not San Diego, not yeah. Mexico, but we were almost there. <laughs> um, and the whole way was a blast. Again, we were on just like a very tight budget. So, and we were living at JH Ranch and we had like this two week break. So we decided to do this road trip. We got a cooler and we got Chef at the ranch to give us all this extra food and bread and sandwich materials just all these things so we packed a cooler but got in our car and we kind of had made stops along the way like we had stops in mind so um that whole trip was kind of made of just really fun dates like one night we made chicken off right over a fire and just went camping in santa cruz like that was a blast but um this one night we saved up the whole trip and then we um cashed in this prize that I won in college for his marketing competition (laughs) for the Ritz Carlton. We got a free night stay at the Ritz Carlton and um, it was so expensive. (laughs) We didn't have to pay much of it, thank God, but we still had to come out of pocket a little bit. And y'all, I mean, if you ever have a chance to stay at a Ritz Carlton, it's bougie. So we we get there and we we check in as early as we can and we check out as late as we can because we're like, we're going to make this count. (laughs) And we just stayed in there. They had champagne for us because it was our technically, we told them that was our anniversary. It was, but not really. And um, we just had champagne and we just watched movies and just got to chat and look out our window and see San Francisco. It just, it was really fun. Think because it was a great combination of rest, but being able to be in a place that wasn't your own, that kind of feel like you had an experience. For sure, and it was the was perfect so perfect end to that trip because we had. She didn't mention that we had been camping every night up until yeah. that point. So we camped every <laughs> night. That was a good date. That was that a was good time. Date. Yeah. yeah. What's been your favorite date to host to throw? My favorite date since we've been married to give to you would have to be I think our trip down to Seaside last year about this time we went to Seaside and I was able to plan a lot of it and get an Airbnb and we I rented bikes for us so we could kind of bike around Seaside and you know we didn't really have it was Easter weekend I think it was two years ago maybe yeah yeah two years ago and 
man, that was just so fun because we hadn't been to the beach yet since we've been married. So that was the first time that we did our first family beach trip, I guess. That was fun. (laughs) So that was a really fun day to me to, to host, to give to you. Yeah, we do this on every show, Thomas. I don't know if you know this. Is this the, what are you loving and what are you learning? Half of that's right. Yeah, it's what are you <laughs> learning <laughs> or what are you reading? We've talked this whole time about what we're learning. Oh, I thought it was, what are you, lo- you said what are you learning? You mean what are you loving and what yeah, are you reading? Yeah, that's what I meant, yes. What are you loving and what are you reading? Reading is what I was a little hazy on. Are you asking me? Yes. Okay. Good for it. Let's see what I'm loving right now. Well, I have a couple of things. One, I've I've been doing a couple of side projects um, in this season where I've done some construction-free people in their homes or little projects and stuff like that. And one of the projects I got to do for our house, and it was uh, making a shiplap wall for our home and that was so fun to me getting to do projects like that I ended up actually getting to do it for some friends of ours and I just love how it turns out in our house and so that's something that I'm loving right now and I have one more thing that I'm loving because it's kind of petty and you know materialistic but I'm loving it so I have to say it and it's not really a new thing but ever since about the October November time frame I guess it was more like November um, I got a truck and I have been loving my truck. I've never had a truck before and I've always wanted one. Oh my gosh. And, <laughs> and so, man, that's something I'm loving. Uh, I, even just driving to work, I still love my truck. There's something about a guy in his truck. Something about y'all and your trucks. Hopefully other girls out there can relate. Holy moly. And then something that I'm reading is uh, I actually got a book that was given to me um, by one of my best friends, Chase Edgar, and uh, he gave me C.S. Lewis's book, The Great Divorce. And so it's kind of all about this bus ride um, going to heaven and, and going to hell. And so I'm just starting that book, but I'm enjoying it so far. So that's that's something that I'm reading. How about you? What are, what are you reading? What are you loving right now besides <laughs> your husband? Yes, I'm reading and loving my husband. <laughs> um, I love my shiplap wall, babe. Thank you. You're welcome. It is so cool, and it brightens up the room, and it's an accent wall in our dining room, and it's just so cool. Um, let's see. I'm also loving this new Beauty Counter Brow Gel that I just got. It's awesome. <laughs> it It's like this little, it looks like a mascara wand, not that you would know what that looks like, Thomas, but it's yeah, like I a, picked the wrong thing the other day. She told me to go to her dress. She was like, hey, get this for me. And I brought it back. She's like, that is not what I asked <laughs> you to get. I was like, yeah, can you get the, the mascara off of my dresser? And he's like, sure. It comes back with lipstick. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, so it's this brow gel. It's so easy. I mean, like you literally just like put it on your eyebrows and it does the filling and the shaping. And wow, I just love brows and it helps so much. Um, I feel like I have something else. Also, just I'm loving our, like, walks when we get to walk together in the mornings. We just moved into a new house in this cute neighborhood, and um, we take Remy on a walk every morning. Not, no, mm-mm. Thomas takes Remy on a walk pretty much every morning, and some mornings I join. <laughs> um, I want to join more often. It's just either it's freezing or I have to get to work. Our neighborhood has this cute little, 
um, give one, take one library. It's like a post. It's, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a neighborhood library. Yeah, yeah. it's like a neighborhood library. It, it has a post in, in someone's yard and then a box full of books. And you can take a book and read a book and then take it back or donate your own. And um, they have, it's just so cute. I just, I just get so giddy every time I pass them. I don't even like to read that much, but I, sure. Yeah. I'll take a book. Aren't you reading something right now? Yeah. From it? A Commonwealth. Yeah. That was pretty fun. Last week, Rachel got off of work around four and that was really rare for her. So we went for like an hour and a half walk around the neighborhood. It was Until really it was dark. Fun. Yeah. It was a blast. So yes, loving a lot of things in life recently. Um, if y'all wanted to follow along with Thomas, he talks about a lot of fun things. On his Instagram, you can find him at Thomas Autry. Oh, gosh. The pressure is on now. <laughs> I haven't posted an actual Instagram post since, like, October of last year, I think. But yeah. I do stories a lot. I, I probably yeah. need to post some more. But he, yeah. It's a fun way to document um, some fun things that he's up to. He's also a pilot, fun fact. So if you are intrigued by the aviation career or life, then I think you'd like following along. And then, of course, I love posting pictures of us, so you can find lots over on my Instagram as well. For sure. For sure. <laughs> if you want a, if you want something that's aesthetically beautiful all the time, then that's Rachel's pictures Whatever. for sure. No. Well, you're the best. Thanks for coming on our show. Well, I know that after we do the loving and reading whole bit, that means that we're almost done. But I have one more thing to say. Is that okay? okay? Yes, go. Okay. Um, I just wanted to take a quick second to compliment Mary Scott and Rachel because I think that and y'all would agree with me I'm sure I just wanted to say it publicly man I am so proud of behind the bliss and to know both of you and to be married to one of you but I remember when Daniel and I and Rachel and Mary Scott were at a restaurant in Columbia South Carolina when we when we all started talking about this and for it to be where it is and the professionalism and excellence that y'all bring to this podcast is really really fun to watch um, so there's that. But also, I have a really fun story to tell about Rachel um, because I want to brag on her for a little bit. What the heck? Um, it's, not really, it's not really a funny story as much as it is something to share about why I appreciate you. And, um, you know, there's this game that we've played before to figure out what you love about yourself, what you love about a mate if you are looking for one, and what you love about the Lord. Um, and I've always said that, <laughs> this is really funny, but my favorite animal is a lemur, and Rachel reminds me of that. And stick with me, because I know it sounds really weird, but if you've ever seen lemurs in person, they just look like they're having a blast. And I saw them in the zoo when I was young, and I have loved them ever since. But they're swinging from stuff all over the cage and, and having such a fun time, hanging from their tails or whatever, but you never see one really by themselves. And in the spirit of Valentine's Day, having a, a podcast talking about love, um, and I just wanted to say that that's something I love about you. I think that you're going to be an incredible mother, and you have this sense, we talk about it all the time, about how we want a big team, and Team Autry, and um, you're the team mom, and so anyways, I think that the way you bring community to everyone around you, you create a space, a house that is welcome to all the people around you is really awesome and a big part of why I love you because you are naturally just a warm and inviting person. And then on top of that, I think that you're just spunky and always having a good time. And that's something that I really appreciate. And so 
I wanted to tell my little lemur story because I wanted to to say kind of some attributes of you why I love you. Baby, that's so sweet and cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the emotions today. Um, well, yeah, I appreciate you a ton in the ways that you stick up for me and advocate for me and see through it all even when we started dating the second time <laughs> and now and being able to see through who I am or how I'm acting in my flesh and be able to see like my spirit man and who I've been created to be and call that to attention is something that I got no one else has done for me the way you've done for it, for me so I appreciate you and I could not do life or behind the bliss or any of my other fun things about you thanks babe love you i love you and all of you out there especially <laughs> valentine's day go tell each other something one thing that you love about each other yeah go affirm one another yeah it's the best feeling <laughs> <laughs> well wow <sighs> deep breath um <laughs> on that note <laughs> Anything we mentioned today, you know, of course, you can find in our show notes at BehindTheBlissPodcast.com. If you have any questions for us, you're more than welcome to reach out over social media or find our email address. We'd love to answer any of your questions and love on y'all. And of course, if you love this show and love Mary Scott and Daniels or haven't had an opportunity to listen to theirs, first go because they are the cutest. Um, we would love if you just would leave us a review on iTunes. Um, it's just a fun and easy way to show the community what you're loving and why you're loving it. And then hopefully other people, when they stumble across Behind the Bliss, will see all of the fun things there is to say and hopefully listen. And that's just one more person feeling met in their mess. So we would appreciate it if you did that for us. Yeah, so just to end the show, I'm just going to bring out my inner host, especially since I've seen Rachel do this so many times. And and I just want to say, I, I hope that all of you out there have really felt met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. And I just appreciate you spending time with Rachel and Thomas on Behind the Bliss.